Welcome, everybody, to yet another episode of your favorite movie podcast, Netflix Book Club. My name is Dennis Rooney. I'm Stephen McDonald. I'm mixing it up this just, week. Yeah, you're mixing it up. I'm mixing it up, man. It's a rainy I'll sun- mix it up, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. Podcast land. Uh, how you doing, Stephen? I'm doing pretty good. I'm tired, but I'm good. Yeah, you got that lazy Sunday energy about you. I uh, This whole week, I don't know what's been up. But I have just been like, is the seasonal uh, depression starting? To I kick don't in? think it's the season. I don't. Out. I don't think it's seasonal depression. I think it's just I had like one night where I didn't sleep well, mm. and then that has just carried into like a week of me just not having it together. That's weird. That is strange. I had I had a bad night of sleep. I had I usually I'm like a two three drinks a night person normally. I'm big on like the nightcaps and down. I get like, it. You know, uh, I had one night recently where nothing. Went home, went to bed, up through the whole night, up through like the whole night. And in previous times where I've said like, I'm not going to drink anything tonight, I'll just take the night off. Slept like a baby. Woke up the next morning being like, this is great. I should do this all the time. This last time, couldn't sleep a fucking wink. It was was weird. But then I had a few drinks the next night, slept like a baby again. So I'm feeling great. What I keep doing is, is that uh, I am working freelance in the morning and so I'm waking up at like 7 a.m. I start work at 8. I'm done by noon. Nice. And then what I'm doing is is that I get done with that. And then I'm like, I'm so tired for some reason. And I've had like three cups of coffee. <laughs> but I, I will then take a nap. And I will I what I have been having this entire week is I take a nap and I have the strangest dreams. I forget I whether it was Jizza or Rizza, but have you seen the movie Coffee and Cigarettes? No. Jim Jarmusch film, black and white. It's just all these short like little scenes basically with huge actors. And there's a scene with Jizza and Rizza from the Wu-Tang Clan and Bill yeah. Murray. Bill fucking Murray. So if you haven't seen it, you got to YouTube at least this one. But one of one of the Wu-Tang Clan members says, uh, he talks about, I used to drink coffee every night, pot of coffee before I went to bed. This way I dreamed faster. <laughs> oh, God. That's a great line. So with uh, between naps and work, how do you even find time to watch such uh, legendary movies as what we're watching this week? I watched it this morning. I woke up early. Yeah. I uh, I made myself some coffee. That's why you look I, exhausted right now because this movie's fucking stupid. All right, <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself here. I will. Okay. So First of all, you got anything to plug? Um, <laughs> I got nothing to plug. I'm gonna plug some stuff. Plug some stuff. I will be at uh, Comedy Works in Bristol in March. <laughs> That's the only date I can remember off the top of my head. That's You're giving people dates in March? Well, they might not listen to this till February. March you know? of 2020? March of 20, who knows if the world will even exist still yeah, in 2020. Yeah, we're going to... I'll uh, be dead. Fine. Yeah. Look at me at Dennis Rooney 7 on Instagram. I'm really laying it on thick recently on Instagram. A lot of pictures of me, which normally you don't see. So follow me there. I also post about my stand up there. Uh, yeah. And that's, you know, follow us on uh, Facebook. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. So subscribe. what were you about to say before I said, let's do plugs? Uh, what I was about to say was, was I. Uh, so first of all, what's the movie we did? So the name of this movie is. The Legacy of a White-Tailed Deer Hunter. A little bit of a mouthful. See, I was going to get that wrong because I literally, I even wrote it on the thing, was I called it Legend of a White-Tailed Deer. <laughs> I didn't remember the name of the movie. I watched it this morning. Hold on, I, like I didn't remember the name of the movie. Legend of a White-Tailed Deer? Yeah, Legend of like a, a White-Tailed Deer. That sounds like a Disney movie. Legend of a White-Tailed Deer, coming to Disney Plus this yeah. spring. Um, so this is a movie uh, written. I forget the guy's name, and I'm not going to look it up right now this second. But Danny McBride is in it. He helped produce it. Josh Brolin is in it. 
it's really just them two and this kid who's again I don't know his name. Yeah, I'm not gonna spot. I think I'm doing him a service by not mentioning his name. Yeah, although not that he was a bad actor in this. But I mean, he certainly acted like a petulant twelve-year-old. But I, you know, that's the character, so I guess he. Nailed yeah, it. so I guess he nailed it. But he, I feel like he nailed it too much. Where I'm like, this kid probably is a little shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's too good of an actor. He I went full twelve-year-old. <laughs> you don't ever go full twelve-year-old. Uh, no, I. Uh, so you had this on a list of three. Yes. To I, this was the you one sent it to me. I picked three, it. This was the one I was hoping you wouldn't pick. <laughs> but I also kind of knew you would because the running time was only an hour and twenty two minutes. No, no, no. Here's the thing: is uh, is well, it's I, good to mix it up too. I looked at all the movies, and uh, I didn't know anything about any of them. Yeah. And the reason that I picked this one was because I remembered seeing um, posters for this. Really? Yeah, they had posters up around Brooklyn. For this, Brooklyn? yeah, around Brooklyn for this movie when it came out, not the demographic, and uh, and I knew nothing about it, and to be completely honest, didn't know it was a comedy. Really, didn't yeah. know. Well, didn't that know. Kind of a name. I knew, I knew Josh, I knew Josh Brolin was in it. Mm-hmm. Not the that first was guy it. you think of when you think of comedic actors. Not to get not, what I thought it was was what I thought it was was. Josh Brolin going on like uh like a crazy not like funny crazy but like a like a like a serious hunting trip. Yeah. Like deer hunter. Like a deer with, hunting trip. Yeah. And uh and that was all I knew about it was and I only knew the white tailed deer thing cuz it's in the title. And uh and I didn't know anything about it and then I started watching it and I was like, "Well, this is a very different movie than I thought it You're was like, going I to was be." I was off the mark. <laughs> Well, if you look at, I don't know what the poster looked like, but the uh, the poster that I saw online when I was doing what little research I did made it look like some epic adventure thing. That's what I'm. The poster that was up on the movie. No, that's the thing. The poster that I saw was it like the night sky. And it was stuff the night sky and, and stuff like that yeah. with stars. And I was like, oh, this must be some epic hunting movie. Josh Brolin's good. I'm in. Let's well, do it. Well, let me ask you a question, Stephen. Yes, Dennis. What's the worst way to describe this movie? What's the worst way to describe this movie? Oh, yeah. Pause for you effect. Stole, you stole <laughs> my stole fucking th- thunder. I don't know. Am I, is it always um, you asking me first? I, was I like, thought why do I so, but apparently first? not. Right, you asked me. You asked me. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, what I would second? say. What I, no, no, no. What I would right. say, uh, the worst way to describe this movie would be, uh, would be Bambi, the prequel. Bambi, the prequel. The, that last moment, right last before moment? he shoots the deer, that's the beginning of Bambi. Wait, did Bambi get shot? I thought Bambi got hit by a truck. What? Bambi got shot by a hunter? Bambi's mom got shot by a hunter. Yeah. Well, we never see Bambi's dad, do we? I don't think so. You know why you don't? Because Josh Brolin shot him at the end of the Oh, I get it now. So Josh Brolin shot the dad, and then the mom is so distressed she gets hit by a truck, and bam, he's just like. And then that's the end of the. That's the end, or the, like the end of this movie is yeah. the beginning of Bambi. Bambi Zero, directed by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> oh man, that's what I want to see. It's gonna be so much thumper, weird foot shit. There was not. We never even got to see a. Not to spoil the movie. I know we're not supposed to do spoilers up top, but. 
I guess I just spoiled the movie at you the end of the actually, movie. Yeah. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I was gonna say we never. Well, we never even get to fucking see it. We never see a deer get shot in this movie about a deer hunter. Um, I think I there's would, some deer shooting at the beginning, in the oh, in, in the, the kind of like vignettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the in the well, that I like that part actually, where they spoof those hunting VHSs yeah. and DVDs. They did a good job at that because I've actually seen some of those. Um, if I had to say the worst way to describe this movie, I would say this is just a lovely coming-of-age tale, you know, target demographic, maybe southern people, people who are into hunting, some of the red states, you know. And about uh, two-thirds of the way through, there is a horribly upsetting movie-ruining moment where we fucking discover this genre of porn that should not be in a PG-13 movie, which is what this fucking is. I cannot wait to talk about this moment because I started like standing up in my basement apartment looking around like, am I fucking being pranked right now? I could not believe what I was seeing. Let's, yeah. So wait, I'm going to, sorry, I'm going to concisely bring together your worst <laughs> way to describe this movie, which is... Oh yeah, it was a little long. Which is, uh, which is, the worst way to describe this movie is the most disturbing way to find out about... <laughs> <laughs> interracial gangbang interracial gangbang interracial gangbang cuck cuck yes cuck uh, culture cuck culture interracial gangbang cuck culture as introduced through a hunting coming a of family age film. a family fucking a film family a family film. film a straight up family film wow i want to let's hit the break because i go i want to i want to dive right into that okay don't don't say i want to dive right into that <laughs> Hi, I'm Buck Ferguson. Tonight's episode isn't just about killing white-tailed deer. It's also about family. Hey, Buck. I'll go get him. Make yourself at home. Make myself at home. How you doing, son? Ready to go kill your first white-tailed deer? All right, Don, you ready to work now? We're ready. We're rolling. You know, Don, this will be the greatest video we've ever made. Okay, Dennis, let's dive into let's just dive that interracial right into orgy part. From the high dive. Okay, so there's a little foreshadowing, in my opinion, for this moment. Because, like, you're watching this movie, and it's not funny enough to be, like, to carry this narrative, which is only mildly interesting, and I feel like we've seen it before, you know. Father takes his kid out on, hunting, on a hunting trip, and he's not that into it. Like, I feel like yeah. we've seen I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I feel like I've seen this movie or I've seen this episode of a show before. Danny McBride is kind of keeping it floating along. Everyone's doing an okay job. It's just it's not very interesting. And then at one point, because this is a very much a PG-13 movie. This is the type of movie I imagine on a Sunday, some dad forces his kids and his wife to sit down and watch. And like, oh, no, come on now. These guys, this would be, come on now. This would be funny. Yeah. And then there's a line early on. Let's pick up this movie and get her done. Let's pick up this movie. I'm hanging about. So. <laughs> wow. So Danny McBride at one point we're really turns. Gonna, we're really going to lose our uh, our Georgia audience on yeah. this one. I think we have more listeners in like Korea than we do in Georgia anyway. Yeah, we so we do. <laughs> we do. We love you, Korea. Hey, South Korea. Hey, South Korea. How you doing? What's up there? I hope that I I don't know who any of you are. I'd love for any of you to comment on any of our stuff. Yeah. Just tell us what you're doing in South Korea, listening to us. And uh, if you're in North Korea, listening to us off of a USB stick that someone illegally got to you. Ask for better shit. The Mandalorian is fantastic. Ask for the Mandalorian. You don't need to be listening to us. So, early in the film, Danny McBride drops this line that I thought was very out of place in a PG-13 movie, but I was like, okay, gives it a little bit of edge. He turns to Josh Brolin, and in reference to his kid, he goes, well, at least he's into pussy. And I was like, whoa. 
And that's when I paused it to check like the rating. And that's when I remembered, because this is a Netflix original film, it's not like an actual PG-13 R PG yeah. system. But there is a thing that says like young adult 14. So okay. say this is like 14 is the age where you're allowed to start watching this movie. One of the main characters in it is a 12 year old. So kids are going to kids are going to watch this movie with their parents. You know what I mean? Yeah. So pussy line. I imagine some people might give looks around the living room, but then the movie settles back into its very family friendly tract. And we get to the moment. We get to the moment. Danny McBride is laying next to the 12 year old kid and he's like. Have you? I've shown you pictures of my girlfriend before, right? And the kid's like, "Yeah, I've seen. What's her name?" And he, he all of a sudden, Danny McBride starts like working his eyebrows up, and they're like, blah, blah, blah. and he pulls out a fucking stack, not like two, like a stack, like thirty <laughs> Polaroids that he's been carrying around with him the whole time. Keeps it on his heart like a Bible, right, <laughs> right on the inside <laughs> pocket of his camouflage shirt, jacket, and he pulls out the stack. And I'm thinking like, oh, these are going to be sexy photos and this will be kind of funny. And that's like, all right, it's still, yeah. it's racy, but you know, whatever. Yeah. And it's, here's the thing. Don't even matter that it's black dudes. Could have been a bunch of white, doesn't matter. But it's like a bunch of black dudes around this little white chick and they're posing in sexual like orientations. Yeah. Like you don't see anything explicit, but this is not It's definitely an orgy. It's definitely an orgy. And I'm like, how far are they going to take it? And Brolin even drops the line in front of his kid. He's like... You show your your girlfriend getting a train ran on her by a bunch of black guys, and I'm like, who the fuck wrote this movie? <laughs> who let this shit get through? I can only imagine that like studio heads got 40 minutes in, and they were like, yeah, this is fine. This will make a little money or whatever. You know, like this has its yeah. audience. I cannot, Stephen. What were it, your thoughts from watching this? Because it really did. Like I stopped it, and I start like I was howling, came, laughing. This is the thing when it came when they initially had the thing of like. Like when you mentioned, like at least he's into pussy. Right. I had this moment in my head where I was like, okay, if I was like a dad watching this with a kid or a family or whatever, is that I definitely have the moment where I like this is the moment where it's like the mom looks over at you, yeah, and is like, what are we watching? Yep. And or if you're alone with your son, you maybe just elbow him, you know? Yeah, you like elbow him. Like, yeah. But like, what, like what I thought was fine about that. And like made sense to me about it was, oh, they're really like they're going in on like the manly thing. They're they're dudes in the woods. Yeah, no guys in the woods can like like even if you're a little twelve year old, it's like we're gonna give you some whiskey. We're gonna give you some like we're gonna give you some whiskey. We're gonna shoot guns. We're gonna drive the we're gonna ride these four wheelers around. We're gonna talk about pussy. Colorful language. That's what I'm talking about. You got a girlfriend? Hey, yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Then he started pulling out the Polaroids, and I was like, wait a minute, is he going to show nude pictures of his girlfriend? And I was like, that's weird. Even that is like, it's weird, but it's like, all right, I, you know. That's, well, no, that's like, let's be, this is the thing. Like, you're in your 30s. I'm in my 30s. If you had a buddy, and you were out in the woods <laughs> with him on a camping trip, and then he was like, want to see naked pictures of my girl, and started pulling out Polaroids of her, you'd be like, fucking no. I'd be like, where's your phone? Where's you don't your- have them on your phone? Why you got these fucking pol- hard yeah, copies that, carrying yeah, like, around? One, why do you got these hard copies? Just text them to what me. What kind of hipster are you? Yeah, right. And then two, no. Like, I remember when I was in college, and there was a there was a guy, I was TAing a class. There was a guy who was another, he was a film major, who was like a year younger than me. And I made some offhanded comment to him, you know, some lewd joke about like about fucking or like filming girls or some kind of thing like that. Some porn joke. And then he was like, no, but seriously, man, you know anybody who's into that? Because like I got this type of stuff. (laughs) And he literally pulls out his phone and he's showing me pictures of a girl sucking his dick. And I was like, 
I don't want to see your dick. <laughs> you don't just pull out <laughs> photos of your dick. I thought you were going to be like, hey, man, that's not cool. Does she know you're showing? No. But no, you're like, hey, man, get that dick away from me. I mean, like, like also that, not cool. Right, yeah, not but cool, simultaneously, like, just this moment where it's like, I don't know you. Yeah. We're not friends. We're and not you're nearly just showing close me pictures of your dick. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is fucking weird. And I would have the same feeling if yes. somebody was like, hey, I got a bunch of Polaroids and my wife getting like in an orgy, is that I'd be like, I don't care. And, yeah, I wouldn't be like judging. Like I wouldn't be like Brolin where it's like, Jesus Christ. Like he Brolin doesn't really go in on him, but he's kind of like, yeah, you're nasty. You know what? You and your yeah. kinks. That's like, it's not for me. But in a way, it's kind of like a woke film in that sense, where like at the end, Danny Danny McBride's character isn't totally ostracized. It's like, yeah, this is I'm respectful to her. I know what's going on. I love her. Like this is what she's into. It's like, all right, that's you know, hey, <laughs> yeah, that's cool, man. I mean, I <laughs> but mean, for a twelve year old kid, one of the things that I will say, and he has him smoke a little bit of a cigarette. I, he does I, the cigarette. I that thought was worse wrong. than the whiskey. Yeah, whiskey is like, all right, it's nighttime, whatever. The cigarette is like this. I'm trying to get this kid hooked on cigarettes, man. He's twelve years old. Give him dip. Yeah. He's in the south or whatever. The fuck. <laughs> Give, Give him, him dip. Give him dip, brother. Uh, yeah, no, I um, I don't know. I I thought that was so funny. There was one thing that I thought was so weird about that, or not weird about it, was that there was a moment that I had in the entire thing where I was like, well, the one demographic that they are touching on is the fact that people in the middle of nowhere. Do weird, crazy sex shit. Yep, that shit isn't limited. You know, that's not a there, coastal there is thing. This entire thing that is like, ah, oh, people in the city are so hedonistically what? Go to the middle of like Nebraska, yeah. When there is nothing <laughs> to do, everybody just fucks each other. Listen, I'll admit to this, and I'm not proud of it, but on occasion, I have looked at pornog- pornographic videos on the internet. How dare I've you? I've done it. I've done it, and. I saw a video one time where I was like, I would think it would, I was like, what is this, a movie set? But no, it's a fucking real town. So I imagine somewhere in the Midwest, maybe Wyoming, like some real yeah. desolate fucking place. And it's the main town. Like you see the the clock tower on the corner. Like there's uh-huh. a clock tower on a corner, a bank across the street, but it's like 2 a.m. Everything's dark, but the street lamps are on. And this girl's sucking this dude's dick in the middle of the street. In the intersection for like five minutes. Jesus. And the cameraman at one point like pans around and literally like, isn't this crazy? And I'm like, yeah, that is fucking crazy. Like what kind of, how much privacy do you have in certain states? Like, you know, you forget New York City. There's nobody around. There's never anybody around. Yeah, forget New York City. Even the suburbs surrounding it. Like you're never going to get desolation like that. Yeah, no. I mean, in my neighborhood. And it must feel fucking great to get your dick sucked in the middle of like the busiest intersection in town. Oh, God. See, that's a video where if I had it, I would show my friends and be like, hey, man, you know, <laughs> you know, First National Bank. No, no, no. <laughs> Look at I, this. I like that what you're going after on that on that video that you saw is not it's not even the dick sucking. It's the thing where there's a part of you who, having been in New York for this long around this many people, is like, oh, God, an empty street. Yeah. Oh, God, an oh. empty. Just to be, Just alone, to be alone for a moment. <laughs> To not have to deal with other people outside. Oh, what a beautiful thing that would be. I live in Queens now, and I've lived in Brooklyn, and I'm living in a way more, more suburban area than I was a few years yeah. ago. But when I do go into the city for spots, I'm on the subway, and like I just like, why do people do this to themselves? I don't get it. I don't fucking get it. All right, I hate New York City. Moving on. Uh, you ever gone hunting, Steven? No. 
Would you? Any interest? Um, no interest? I'm surprised you've never gone hunting being from Canton, I'm not, Ohio. I'm not surprised. North Canton, Ohio. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, those South Canton guys, those are the rednecks. No, Southern, when you go down, there is no South Canton. There's just Canton and North Canton. Right. And uh, North Canton is more suburban. Canton is more urban. Oh. Um, not very urban, but like. Do you mean do you mean urban. more blacks or do you mean like no, it's no, more of a like city? No, there's honestly. more of a city center. Okay. Um, and then, uh, but I grew up around a lot of people that hunted. I grew up, what I like to say it is, is like I, I grew up in reasonably the middle of nowhere. Right. But what that meant is, is that I grew up in a, in a, like planned suburban community mm-hmm. that was then surrounded by cornfields and soybean fields. Right, right, right. So like I grew up in the suburbs, like housing wise, but the moment that you got right outside my neighborhood, it was cornfields and soybean fields until I was in high school. And by that point, most of those corn cornfields and soybean fields had also been developed into housing places. Right, right. So, but, uh, no hunters in the family, though. I guess you guys no were more. No hunters you, in the family. We are not. Shit, right? We are not a. We're not a gun family at all. Not into gun. You ever uh, shoot a gun? I've never shot a gun. Never shot a gun. I've never shot a gun before. I would like to. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no, I what mean, what kind like, of gun? Like a rifle, a handgun? You'd, you'd, you'd like to do it just to try it? Right? I would like just to do to it like, just to try it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I we didn't we we were never a gun family. I didn't. None of my friends were gun families. Mm. I had one friend who uh, who did go hunting and stuff like that. And I think he had him and his family had shotguns and stuff like that. Right. But it was never something that was like a big deal to us. The only person I dated a girl who her dad was a was an avid hunter. He mostly did bird hunting. Mm. He went deer hunting and stuff like that too. But he mostly was a like a bird hunter, and then also went and shot like trap shooting all the time. Trap shooting is like skeet shooting. Or? Skeet shooting. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. and that was he was the only person where I was like, I w- like we would be down in their basement, and he would have like he had all of his stuff to like he made his own shells, he had his guns, he had his guns out and stuff like that, and he was very much like he was a stockbroker like he was not like okay. a like a mountain man he i was gonna was, say so he wasn't the guy where he's like come here i want to show you something no about he was to he was daughter. the kind of guy that was like he was the kind of guy that was like you know me and my rich friends go shoot ski <laughs> and um really nice guy and he was it was the only time when he was doing skeet stuff where like i wanted to be like hey can i like, can you take me to go ski yeah. shooting? Like, that sounds fun as shit. Dad. Because um, I never had any, I've never had any interest in killing animals. Yeah. Um, I think that. I have never had I, an interest in killing animals with guns, but like something I find around the house or something or like around the neighborhood that I could handle with my bare hands. Do you just mean like small animals? Do you mean like a chipmunk? Uh, am I being unclear? Like, could you, Did I torture small animals that I find with my bare hands? In my hey, head? you know, to each their own. You know? I, do, I just think we need some gun control in this country is what I'm saying. Y- yeah, we need to and control it, about it with our hands. With our hands. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I um I never grew up around I didn't grow up around guns. I never shot guns. I I think that like this this movie is definitely made for the market of people where it's just like hunting and guns is normal. Yes, but I can also see those people watching the movie and being like, all right, I know this is supposed to be for my family and kind of supposed to be a movie we can watch. But, yeah. like, this is so inaccurate. You know what I mean? Oh, of course. I'm like, because I, 
I've been quote unquote hunting like once with uh, an uncle. I have one uncle who's very outdoorsy and into into hunting and stuff like that. And uh, he took like me and my brothers, I think, once. And you can't take you can't take like two twelve year old kids out hunting for deer and expect to see a deer. We're too loud and stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't have the patience for it. Meanwhile, this kid's like phone is going off. He's rustling all over, and this deer's like forty feet away multiple times and never notices. But I did love the. Uh, you know what I loved? When he's looking down the sights, there's a little tiny little compilation of him doing it, and he makes the noise to distract the like make the deer stand yeah. up like a <laughs> That noise I've begun uh, using in everyday life constantly. I think that see this is the thing is is I don't I don't have any problem with there's there's certain kind of hunting I have a problem with. Um like I don't I don't agree with like big game hunting mm. and I don't agree with like the kind of hunting where it's like, look, if you're going to go after, if you're going to go after a wolf or a bear, my attitude on it is like, you can do it on the ground with a bow and arrow. If you win, good for you. Yeah. Uh, this entire, like, I'm going to get in a helicopter do- oh, yeah, and shoot gross. it with a sniper rifle. I'm like, go to hell. Yeah. Um. There's nothing like, a lot there's, of times. There's only, there's only two kinds of hunting that make sense to me. One of them is which like I had always been against hunting against all these different things and then there was uh I watched um I watched a TV show that was some random I don't even know what it was it was one of the it was something like extreme couponing or some crap like that uh not one the of show these terrible I shows. Say. no I know and it it was just one of these things that was like on Hulu and I I just like started watching it one day yeah and it was it was a thought that I had never had with hunting. I had always seen hunting and grew up in an area where hunting was very much like a it was it was a sport thing to do. It was like, oh, we're gonna go into the woods and get to shoot animals. And I was always like, well, that's weird. Yeah. Um. And then I saw this thing that was uh the there was a family that didn't have a lot of money, and they had like six kids, and they would go hunting for most of the meat that they ate. That they would go and they would bag a couple deer and then they would deep freeze it and that would be the food, the for food the that they had for the majority of the year. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I get that. That yeah. totally makes sense to me. Yeah. And I think it's perfectly fine. Like, I think it's actually better and more sustainable than like factory farming. Oh, for sure. And everything That's like that. That's the food chain. There's a bunch of times in the film where uh, Brolin's character is like saying, you know, we're finally taking our part in nature. And even this kind of white-tailed deer hunting, I, I, I respect that. I think that's okay if it's for population control or food or something like yeah. that. You know, if it's if it's strictly for sport and you're not doing anything with the carcass, but like I don't know, throwing. I don't even know what you do. You leave yeah, it there, like mounting the, the head fucking, or yeah, whatever. The head, it's like I don't know. Um, but yeah, when you do something like that, we, that is, we are part of the food chain. We are animals. But when you start bringing in, I guess, automatic... Like, I couldn't believe this kid was carrying around that weapon. I don't think it was automatic, semi-automatic. It's not. It's semi-automatic, but, but again, simultaneously, people it's it, like... People watching it who know hunting got to be like, Brolin would never allow his kid to bring that with him. You know what I mean? Well... He would never allow him to, This kid's carrying around a rifle, a semi-automatic gun, and a guitar. <laughs> well, I think... I think that, like... I think a lot of gun people actually would be like, well, what's wrong with that gun? Yeah, you think so? Yeah. For hunting deer, though? A hundred percent. People use that gun, that type of gun to hunt deer all the time. Do they? I didn't know. Yeah. That. I thought they were like strictly like rifle types things. No, you can muskets. No. The thing is, is that with a lot of those guns, it's like the fire rate, the reload rate, the everything. It don't is, even matter because by the time you it's get exactly up. the same as a gun that's made of wood. The gun that's made of wood is usually a little heavier. Oh. 
and it's not like tactically designed. But like, like that's the defense that everybody makes with AR-15s constantly is that it's like, you know, oh, we'll ban AR-15s, and then they show some other hunting rifle that looks that looks unassuming. Yeah, and it's like has the same magazine capacity, has the same fire rate, has the same bullet speed, has the same bullets, has the same whatever. It just looks different. And <clears throat> and so, like, you can definitely go hunting for a deer with that thing. Do you need laser sight and bullshit? No. Like, of course not. Like, that's the one thing I would be like, yeah, give him laser sight. <laughs> I think that's so cool. It makes He's it so 12. much easier. Give him, give him laser sight. But uh, We can honor the deer, son, but we cannot love it. What does that even mean to honor the deer before you kill like? I know you're saying like you use can, all parts of the animal, don't injure it, make sure it's a clean kill. You Is can that be all like it it's yeah, to me what that meant was you can think it's beautiful. You can think that it's majestic, but don't get attached to it because yeah. we're gonna kill it. We're not taking it home for, for yeah, pleasure. Yeah, like we're gonna kill it. Yeah. We're gonna get which, blood on your boots. There was this movie that I saw which I think is one of the it it's one of the reasons that I wanted to be a filmmaker. And it's a terrible movie, but I loved it when I was a kid. Um Bambi Zero? Yeah, uh, this movie. This movie made me want to be a filmmaker. But uh, no, there was this movie that I don't even remember the name of that had Jonathan Taylor Thomas in it. He played the littlest brother, and it was three brothers, and they they go on a trip, kind of like across the country to to shoot footage of animals. How do I not know this film? <coughs> and I've seen everything by Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> by JTT. JTT. Uh. I don't remember exactly what it was, but literally what it, uh, like what the movie's name was. But literally what it was was that the the older brothers they had lived in the country. They went hunting and stuff like that, and the the brother killed killed a deer or something like that, or watched somebody else kill a deer, and then realized that he didn't want to kill animals. Like he loved seeing animals in nature, and what he wanted to do was get a camera and capture the animals in nature and make movies. Yeah, and so him and his brothers like took a road trip across the country and uh, and filmed a bunch of animals and then cut it together like to show friends and stuff like that. And that was how this guy got his career started in nature documentaries. It's a true story of a true guy that made a bunch of nature documentaries starting in the 70s and 80s. Someone made a movie depicting the origin of a nature documentarian from the 70s? Yeah, and it was really good. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> it was? Well, and, and by sounds... really good, I mean it was stupid and terrible, and like the, the special effects of different animals in it are awful, and everything But the like message that. was I, pure, and it But the message was really pure, and I had the same kind of thing that was like, I always wanted to do nature filming and stuff like that. I had no interest in killing animals. Right. But at the same time, like when you ask me the question of, you know, have I ever gone hunting or would I ever go hunting? Would I ever go hunting right now? No, I have no reason to. But one of the thoughts that I was having while I was watching this movie was that I was like, I would have a really hard time killing an animal. Like I do emotionally connect to animals and I don't want them to die. The only thing is, is that I kept watching it and being like, how hungry would I need to be before I don't care anymore? <laughs> I bet not that hungry, because dude. I really <laughs> because I really think that like like apocalypse time stranded somewhere time mm-hmm. hey you have to do this or you're gonna starve yeah yeah I'm gonna kill I'm gonna kill yeah, a deer kill and I'm gonna gut it and I'm not gonna care then and you're upset like, that you didn't do it back when you had a real life you know what I mean before it's you were not just even surviving that, no I think that it's just one of those things it's like I wouldn't take a massive I wouldn't take the kind of pride in it. 
right. that people take with hunting. It's the same thing with like guns. That's like that I never understood is that I'm like people take so much pride in yeah. owning it's like or an identity shooting thing, guns. You know? And I He's have a this hunter. moment. He's a gun guy. I have this moment with the entire thing where I'm like, look, I'm not against it, but like to me, being a gun guy is. Uh, exactly the same as being a video game guy. Right. It's the, exactly the same as being a hand car eye coordination. guy. No, no, no. It's not the no, hand-eye no. coordination. <laughs> I know that's... St- <laughs> <laughs> but what it is to me is is one of these things that's like, you find it fun. Yeah, it's your thing. That's it. it when they were... The entire thing of like... Like I, I found there to be a message in this movie that like there's... To me, there's a hidden message in this movie which is, other than killing animals, everything involved with hunting, pretty fun. Yes, for sure. Is that it's like, is that it's like if you told me, you know what we're going to do today? We're going we're gonna to ride four-wheelers through the woods. Then we're going to set up camp. We're going to hang out. And we're going to eat food around it. And then tomorrow we're going to wake up. We're going to shoot guns. And then we're going to hang out on four-wheelers. And then we're going to look at different nature things. Like, we're going to look at animals in nature. And then we're going to whitewater raft. I'd be like, this is an amazing trip. What this is, is my birthday awesome weekend? time. This is wonderful. And this then, sounds but, so on. much fun. Your dad's selling it to you. And he's like, but at the end, you have to kill a deer. Well, no. And that's the thing. Oh, is that the, the other side of this thing that's like, oh, no. But we're going to spiritually connect with the death of animals. Because we are part of the circle of life. I always have this moment whenever people have that with hunting where I'm like, look, I get it. And I also like, I, I agree with you to a certain extent. And like, depending on how you're using the animal, whatnot, great. But the reality that it comes down to in most of these scenarios is, is that it's like, you just like all the stuff that's surrounding it. The stuff surrounding it is fun. Yeah. And stop pretending that you are like some like, like spiritual being it's like it's like shooting guns is fun it's an explosion that throws a rock (laughs) but at the same time this entire identity around guns there's this moment where i'm like it's a rock thrower yeah it's a rock thrower it's a very good rock a slingshot is a rock thrower a gun throws metal well but still like if you look at a mineral thrower It shoots, you got a nice mineral throw over there, bro. What, a crystals. nine millimeter. Uh, but like, that's always my thing with gun stuff is is that I'm like, but they're defensive about it too. Because video game people aren't defensive. Yeah. About, you know, what I mean, gun people, it's like, don't come, don't you know? This is, it's almost like they think it's important, and it's really well, not no, important. It's like, it's a hobby. Yeah, it's a hobby. It's, a hobby. it's not important. And you're not feeding. You know, I mean, hey, if you're feeding your family with it, that's great. Then it's more than more than a hobby. Well, no, and that's kind of my thing. Is that like I said about that that show that I watched? Is that I'm like, oh, socioeconomically, there's a there's like a niche for this. Yeah. And then the other thing that I find fine with hunting, which I ended up, uh, when I was working on a documentary one time, I talked to some guys that were doing wolf hunting. It was people that had licenses for wolf hunting in Michigan. And when I talked to those, when I talked to the guy that had the license for that, it was that he had, uh, he had cattle and he was just trying to protect to his protect cattle. cattle. Yeah. And he wasn't out there trying to bag a wolf. He literally was just like, I like wolves will come on and kill my cattle. Yeah. And they're really smart and I have to stop them. And so that would be terrifying. I I know. What was the movie with? um, What's his name? White Fang. Um, (laughs) Wolves are terrifying, though, because they are smart. They're pack hunters. 
Are you talking about the Liam Neeson movie? I am the Liam Neeson's movie, <laughs> The Gray. The Gray. Imagine being yeah. I should go back and rewatch that. I don't know if I was high it's enough okay. the first time I watched it. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. It's okay, but then you get super high and you're like, "What if there's wolves outside my house right now?" My favorite thing that he does in that movie is is that he takes little bottles of alcohol. The post credit scene, and he puts them into his into mm-hmm. his knuckles. And then he tapes them in, and then he smashes the bottle so that he's got broken glass on his hands. <laughs> and I remember watching that, and the first thought that I had was, "I bet you couldn't break those little bottles." <laughs> <laughs> those are probably plastic They're bottles. Pro- they were on well, the they were no, on the airplane, them, right? A lot they? of them are glass, but the thing is, is that like the break, like those are hard to break. Oh like, yeah, because they're, they're, they're so little. small. They're, they're so little. little. Yeah, <laughs> they're just, it's difficult to break. And also, like they're between, so the mouth of the bottles are between his fingers. It's like you're gonna break those off between your fingers and <laughs> just fuck up your fingers, dude. You ever have something totally inappropriate, like the big black cock gangbang scene happen in your life? <laughs> Someone just turned to you, besides like, hey, look at my me getting blown. And you'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, I, uh, not as, not from an, an adult. Right. There was never a time where an adult did something. There was, there were times where it was like, there were, there were moments when I was a kid and so, uh, a few times when I was way too young, like in hindsight, way too young to be like exposed, exposed to something, to something yeah. where somebody would be like some, a little bit older person than me around me would be like, look porn. Right. Right. Here's porn. Uh, but it was never like, here's my mom. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it was never. Here's my mom. Anything it's not like a picture. That. She walks was, into the room yeah, naked. Yeah, she just walks like, into the room naked. No, there was never anything like that. But I did. I did experience a couple different times where somebody would be like, "Here's my dad's stash of porn," and I would be like, "I'm eight. and uh, and and like the kid that I'm talking to is like twelve or thirty. Like he's starting to get into that world sure. of like, I'm gonna steal my dad's porn. But I'm yeah. in the world of like, I have Cheerios. I have GI Joes. <laughs> yeah, get away from me. Um. Because my brothers were a little bit older than me, and so some of our friends were a little bit older than them, right. and uh, and so I think I had I like I had a couple moments like that. I might not have been eight; I might have been a little bit older than that. But uh, I just, but I never had any moment where like an adult was like, like doing the thing with his eyebrows, like I don't <laughs> yeah, like, hey. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't think I've ever had an adult be like, "You like that? You know, you know show me something where it's like, what that do anything for you?" Yeah, which I guess was a thing. You kind of have seen that in movies before, where it's like get a load of this and it's like what huh? <laughs> um i do remember because i grew up i grew up going to a lot of racetracks and what i remember seeing when i was a kid that i then as an as like being older i was like well that was wholly inappropriate and i can't believe that anybody did that is that inside people's like trailers and stuff like that like the that they kept the go-karts in some of them would have up like playboy centerfolds and stuff like that like oh, yeah. it was just that like that thing that happened in the 90s, I think. I feel like that was much more prevalent in the 90s where it was just like, here's my calendar that's got naked women on it. Like, there's just like a certain type of person. I don't think you see any more like the teenage boy's bedroom that's covered in just like almost nude girls. You know what no. I mean? No. Big, breasted, wet. But at the same <laughs> time, at the same time, uh, there was a little bit of me that wanted there to be a, a moment of realism in the, in the 12-year-old uh-huh. who has a cell phone. Yeah. And a girlfriend where I had that moment in my head where I was about to be like, oh, man, when he shows him the the orgy photos, I was waiting for him to be like, oh, wait, I found this one video. Yeah, because right. like the, because that has become such a prevalent thing now that like 
like 10 and 12 and 13 year olds, they have, they know the, they they have the internet on a phone and they just can go to like when we were growing up to even see a lady naked was like a big thing. First time I saw porn on a computer like that was with a local neighborhood friend who was a few years older than me though, like four years older than me. Um, but we were hanging out and I remember he pulled up, he was downloading it on a desktop and we watched like the first five seconds a bunch of times and it was just two ladies sitting on the edge of a hot tub and you could just see their, their vaginas. Um, and that was it. They're what? Their vaginas. Their vaginas. And we want, and it was, you know, this is probably like in 2000, the year 2000, maybe 2001. So it was taking forever to load and I eventually just left and I went home and I felt so much shame and I was so sure I was going to hell (laughs) for days where I was like, I can't believe I watched that. And now like my life is over. Did you, did you ever, we've talked about this before. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast before, (laughs) but I, I've had this discussion with many, many men. Did many you ever, men. Which I think it's a thing that's done. It's not going to be a thing anymore. But did you ever find porn in the woods? No. Were you a porn? Well, in the wo- I would see find- porn in the woods, but I wouldn't like be like, "Ooh, porn!" You know what I mean? And like grab yeah. it. But there were, yeah. Uh, we you would always find porn in the woods. We would go and drink at a place called Pipelines, and Pipelines was this little like foresty area. It wasn't huge, but it was the area between the railroad tracks and the back of the houses that were parallel to the railroad tracks and there was this little uh, foresty alleyway and that's where we would go to drink and uh, also where like the homeless would go to fuck and I guess the decrepit junkies would go to look at porn and shoot up and stuff like that so there would be porn scattered about but again like by the time I was ready to touch myself uh the internet was out why did you have to say it like that (laughs) Jesus touch myself um touch myself okay that's enough yeah, it's like I never magazines, nudie magazines were never a part of my life like that. They so, so for you me, guys had a stash in the woods. No, because it's definitely not a thing anymore. We never had a stash in the woods. What I what I experienced was was that when I was probably in like fifth grade, um, we there was a creek by my house that we used to play in. We would catch like we would catch crawfish and minnows and. Yeah. Just fuck around. Coochie Creek, where you'd leave your... No, and we found, like, a hustler, like, in the water, like, under the mud. It wasn't, like, hidden (laughs) by somebody. It was literally just, like, tossed in the creek by somebody. you fished it out? We fished it out. We looked at it. Oh, my God. We were, I, I mean, guess we were, it, you know what? We were very little kids. We weren't, like, we weren't, like, pulled it out, looked at it, and then kept it. Um, (laughs) But that was the first one. Yeah. Uh, but that was the first time that I ever found a porn magazine. And you were with, how many kids were you um, with when you found it? Three. And how long did you guys like, whoa? Uh, probably about two minutes because uh-huh. literally what happened was, was that we turned the page and there was, uh, and there was a close up shot of a woman's leg spread with her vagina out. And one of the guys went, oh, gross. <laughs> Took the magazine and threw it back into the water. I can't tell you how many times I've been about to get laid the girl opens her legs and I go, oh, gross. And I'm like, oh, no, no, I didn't mean I Sorry, I just, oh, come back. Sorry, you just reminded me of a magazine sorry, that I saw just, in a creek one time. It, it's still kind of a harrowing experience, but, you know, now that I'm over it, I just need a second. No, that was what happened in that scenario. And then I remember as I got older, there was a period of time where, like, once I got into the age where I wanted to find porn magazines, 
I would just walk around over by the creek looking for porn. <laughs> I was you would like, always find we one? We found it one time. No, I never found any never again. again. But I might have found like scraps of whatever one time. Like yeah, I found yeah. like a, like, you know, something somebody had hidden or thrown away or whatever. But like I had been like, I remember being like a year or two older and being like, God, that one time we found yeah, porn. That one time we found porn. That's just not a thing that's going to exist ever again. And it used to be. And I, I still don't get why it was a thing back in the days. Because like, oh no, it doesn't, it, the homeless, it doesn't make it any junkies? sense. Was it kids where it's like, I can't bring this home, so we'll leave there, it there under was the tree? Always, you would always find porn in the woods. I, I attribute it in certain areas. I attribute it to being um, one of two things. One, it's people going hunting. Oh, yeah. That it's g- men are going hunting. They bring along some I left, porn I left the Polaroids them. at home. Stop at the convenience yeah. store real quick so I can grab them. Exactly. Um, and they, they take some porn hunting, and then they leave it there just like they leave their beer cans yeah, and they like, leave their yeah. and everything. And then uh, the other thing that I attribute it to is, is just guys that are a little bit older than you stashing their porn in the woods yeah where it's like they don't have anywhere in their room or wherever to hide it so they take their couple magazines and they take them out to the woods and they hide them in a stump one time i was walking through the woods and i found this uh manila envelope that was labeled uh childhood photos and when i opened it there was porn regular porn fuck i fucked up that joke because i said childhood (laughs) photos i was trying to make the joke of like hiding the porn in like a folder that's mistitled on your desktop or something you know what i mean like that like, shows childhood photos. This is the first so thing that creepy. came. I don't know, man. That's so creepy. <laughs> the level of creepiness that you just brought onto that joke. Ah, I was trying to think of like uh, what's an innocuous folder title. Like tax assist- documents. Tax documents. God damn it, Dennis. Tax documents. It was right in front of you. Childhood I went out into photos? the woods. I went out into the woods and I found a Not file. Not children's copy. photos. Childhood photos. Like my childhood. <laughs> no, no, so I, I gotcha. <laughs> I gotcha. You had a weird childhood. Sometimes your comedy brain just misfires. Yeah, you know, that was, the wrong uh, thing. But you get it, guys. You get it. That's the thing about Netflix movies is that these Netflix original movies, we get like some of these weird in-between genres, movies that wouldn't normally get made if they were going to get a theatrical release. We've, we've yeah. watched a few of them, and some are great, and then some like this are just weird. And even if they got big names attached to it, and it's supposed to be a simple enough thing... You throw in five black dudes banging some little white chick, and the whole movie gets this falls weird. apart. It's just so weird. weird. I still like. I'm standing by it. It's weird. I can't believe they put it out. <laughs> there's got to be. Hey, listen, I doubt there's some like family or mom or dad who listens to us. But if you like watched this and were mortified, can you imagine watching this with your kids and that scene pops up? It's like, do I even finish this film? Would have been great if he's. Buckets, you know, you take them to the thing and don't forget to send someone back for me. The five black dudes show up like, hey, we heard what happened. <laughs> I, I, you know, my thing with it was, was that I thought what was about to happen was that he was going to show like two of the photos to him. Yeah. Never say anything about it. Never say, never explain it to the kid. Like, here's a photo. Here's not. We as an audience are going, oh, my God, what the hell yeah. is going on there? This is weird. And then. We're connecting in our brains. He has orgies with where his wife has sex with multiple black men. But then he then the dad walks in and he like cleans him up and then he gets mad at him for showing the photos. But then they never talk about it. You know, so like like if you were watching this, you mean the 12 year old? Yeah. Well, he said 
because Danny McBride's like, oh, I'm just so, showing him some photos of Leslie. You, no, no, you've no, seen but, him before. But what <laughs> I'm saying is, is that like as like a PG-13 or 14 or whatever movie, uh-huh. what I would expect of this oh, is that not there's a have the joke line of made. There's the a train. joke made where he shows a couple of the photos to the kid, and then and then and then Josh Brolin walks in and he hides them, right. and then they never talk about it. But we as adults understand. Oh, he, him and his wife are into like crazy, crazy sex, and then they never talk about it. And it's just it's a joke for us, and a twelve year old just never understands it because they don't understand what's happening in the photos. Yes. But then the next thing that happens is is that he's like, "You like to have your, your <laughs> like you like to have your girlfriend have a train ran on her." I can't and believe I'm like, the phrase believe. "ran a train" was used in this movie. Yeah, in this way. <laughs> the, this is a question that here's the question that I have for you: Who is this movie for? Right, right. Who is this for? So check it out. The writer of the movie, I think the director wrote it. He's trying to figure out, all right, we're, we're starting to get into Act 3, but we need a reason for Danny McBride's character to be sent away or for him to get mad and leave. What is it? What is it? What is it? What if he shows the kid a bunch of pornographic <laughs> photos of his girlfriend? All right, all right. Well, we, well, should it just be like tasteful nudes? Like, you know, like, hey, look at that. Or maybe like some kind of dirty. Well, no, what if it was like five black dudes going at her at once? You do realize, you do realize that whoever, the person who came up with the idea for that is Danny McBride. I don't know, man. There's no way. There's no way that Danny McBride didn't come up with I gotta see who the writer of this movie is. I don't think it's Danny McBride. I think Danny McBride is just a um, when it was happening just a producer. On set. Written by okay, you're right. Written by Jody Hill, who was the uh, director. Jody Hill, John Carcieri, and Danny McBride. Yeah, you're probably right. Danny McBride probably was like all that Danny McBride. Anything that happened in this movie with Danny McBride was Danny McBride thing. just doing whatever the fuck he wanted. And I bet you Danny McBride kind of knew it would be way inappropriate, and he's probably yeah. like, hey. yes. <laughs> Fucking exactly. I'm going to put this through. It's like, because he, he doesn't really play the Hollywood game anyway. You know what I mean? Danny Bride, in a way, is one of those outside guys who's like, I don't live in LA anymore. I do yeah. the projects I want to do. Yeah. Because uh, this guy, the director, I already turned off my phone so I can't. Jody Hill, that was the name. He's the guy who him and McBride did uh, Eastbound and Down, Vice Principals. Yeah. He also, I think, wrote and directed Observe and Report. Okay. Which is another movie where you're watching it and you're like, who is this for? This is kind of yeah. way darker than I it's thought it would be. It's way darker. It's not it's funny. Like it's funny, but it's not that funny and it's kind of yeah. fucked up and it's kind of like there's well, no, no likable characters. Honestly, that was what I was looking for with this movie was that I was like, I didn't understand what direction they were taking it in. Right. What it felt like was, was one of these things where it was like, when, and when you say there's that many writers on it, I'm like, okay, so somebody wrote a wholesome movie. And then, wrote a, and then a somebody dirty, wrote a, movie. and then somebody rewrote that, and then Danny McBride <laughs> rewrote it into something even weirder. But to be completely honest, it didn't get wacky enough. It yeah. didn't get crazy enough. It didn't get weird enough. There's like, moments for kids too, where like you know the kids are loving when he sneaks out in the morning and takes the ATV. They're like, absolutely, that's so cool. It's I'd so love cool. to do that. Yeah, there's moments in this film for everybody, but this film is not for everybody. That's the thing. I don't know who it's for. Yeah. Other than, you know what this feels like is? Is that it feels like it could be for like 13-year-old boys who stumble upon it. Where it's like, but like, I don't even know then. I feel like a 13-year-old boy is not going to see this coming-of-age thing and be like, let's watch. Because it doesn't look funny enough. 
Like, yeah, even, I don't know what the tra- how the trailer plays because I didn't, I just didn't watch it. But I mean, if there's some of the better jokes in the trailer, maybe some southern hunting kids would be like, "Let's watch this. This could be funny." I wonder if this started as a very serious movie and then Danny McBride got hold of it and rewrote it as a comedy. Yeah, because they also allude to like possible alcoholism and like yeah. you would come home and turn off and you drank too much and you weren't a great dad and. I also feel like there's not a lot of resolution in the film. Well, no, I mean the main the main resolution in the thing is just when they when he's playing his guitar with his dad on the raft. At yeah. The end, where it's like you are my dad, I am your son. Mm. Like that whole thing. That's about it though. Lame. <laughs> Sorry. Lame. Lame. I also did have a moment when, uh, so have you ever ridden a four-wheeler? Yes. What was your experience with riding a four-wheeler? Wow, this like thing it? is powerful. I'm not going to push it too much. Yeah. Uh, but this thing is a lot of fun, but like, don't push it because you'll get there. And the way this kid in the movie was whipping this thing around. Yeah. I thought the first jump, I was like, oh, this is going to be bad. He's going to die. And then he's nailing. He's like doing Supermans off the fucking thing, you know? There was uh they blow past a, probably a $25,000 ATV getting wrecked. They're like, "All right, we'll figure it out later. Leave it there." Yeah. That's the end of the trip right there. That's, That's the end, the end, of, the end of the movie. That's the end of the trip. That's the end of the, That's trip. The, end of the, That's the trip. That's the end of the movie. We're going home. Yeah. Precisely uh, for the reason we kind of get to. We're like, if one of us gets hurt, how are we all getting out of here? Yeah. It's like, "Oh well." Um what I what I thought while I was watching that was the first time that they're all just the the two ATVs are going through the woods. I was like, they're going. I was like, you're going too fast. That is very for dangerous. the woods. Yeah, there's fucking like, this is very unless dangerous. there's a huge wide trail that they're on. Yeah, which, unless, for which filming, they probably were for filming. Like, yeah, but for it didn't like, look that way. It didn't look though. that way. Yeah, I was like, this is very dangerous to be going this quickly yep. through woods. Uh, and then my next thought was when he was on the things was I was oh we're about to see him die yeah yeah, yeah. because oh die you thought it was gonna take a dark no, turn no no I didn't I didn't really what's think he was my gonna legacy die? gonna be now that my is, boy's gone <laughs> this is the thing is uh is I um the only time I've ridden four wheelers and I've ridden I've done it a couple times now but the only place I've ever ridden four wheelers is that uh Rachel my wife. Um, has her family has a big piece of property out in Colorado and they have four wheelers on the property and I have ridden four wheelers there and I believe it was the second time that we were out there and I was riding four wheelers. I, uh, I flipped one. Really? Yeah. Jesus. And it was because I was, I was, um, I was going in a circle. I I wasn't quite doing donuts, Mm -hmm. but I was going in a circle and I was going a little bit too quick and the back end of the thing hit a soft patch of dirt and the back end dropped down and then it just started. I could feel the whole thing rolling over and I was like, "Uh oh, and I jumped and threw myself as far away as I could. And the thing rolled over and almost landed on top of me. Right. And could have killed you. Could have killed me. Could have killed you easily. And uh, and I've had friends die that way. On four, yeah, I have friends who have died on four wheelers by getting before this out. happened. Um, one before, one after. Okay, and uh, be careful on four wheelers. Oh people. God, yeah, no. Ever since then, I'm like terrified. No, and uh, <laughs> and and that was the the only thing that happened with that was was that I like I got up. Rachel was there. She freaked out. I was like, it's okay. We're okay. We're okay. I got. I picked the thing up and flipped it back over. I was able to surprisingly. And then got that adrenaline going. That's I why. St- and then I and then I had to like 
I had to re-put, I had to like re-put on the, like the brake had like come off because it had landed on the brake. And so I like re-put that on and then I looked at her and I went, we will never tell your parents about this. <laughs> and we never did. Oh, they weren't around. So that, if like, they're listening right you, now, like, coming in covered John in dirt, and you know? Carol, I flipped a, <laughs> I flipped a four wheeler one time. We never told you about it because you never would have let me ride one again. John and Carol. Leave us a review on iTunes, huh? Throw us oh a five-star review on don't. iTunes if you're listening. Please, we could, we appreciate it. Uh, that goes for everybody listening. Yeah, that's uh, that's scary. Yeah, but I've never... The thing is, is that ever since then, because that was like the... It was the second time I had ever been on four-wheelers, and it was the first time where I had ever been out just fucking around on one, and then I realized in that moment, like, oh, these are not something to ever fuck around on. Yeah, They're yeah. not stable enough. Oh, sure. They're, yeah, they're fucking like, super dangerous. There was a very light hill. We were I was just basically riding it around this big field, but there was a very slight hill to it. And you'd kind of go up the hill and be like, oh, you'd get that little, like you wouldn't get airborne at all, but you'd feel that little like, oh. Yeah. And then when you went down, you'd feel cool. Cause you, and that was it. I would do, and I was having a blast doing it though. But yeah. I, I said to myself, I was like, take your turns really slow because this thing's fucking powerful. That's like, the thing is, is that, that like if you're going straight on something not very bumpy, it feels okay on a four wheeler mm-hmm. to just like gun it. Yeah. But any turns. Yeah. It's just turns are rough terrain. It's like even it if this is just a public service announcement to anybody listening who might be going four wheeling sometime soon, take turns with care because you'll flip the damn thing. I don't know if I told this story on the podcast before. I think I did. But the same uncle who's very into the outdoors and uh took us hunting and camping a bunch as kids. Um, when I was this, really this, young, I feel like this stir- story is going to take a weird dark turn. No, no, it's not a weird dark turn. <laughs> He, uh, took that uncle in. who liked to take me to the middle <laughs> of nowhere all the time. I need to tell you something about that no, on the podcast. No. Un- uncle Joe's the man. Uncle Joe took me. Um, uncle Joe's the man, but he had too much confidence in me as a child. I think because he basically he stuck me on a motor uh, mini bike when I was oh, like, okay. when I was like nine. Yeah, I think I'm guessing the age. I think it was like nine. And I'm sure he explained it to me, and I'm sure I had a helmet on. But he basically put me on the thing. and was like, all right, man, have at it. And I took off in this field. And from their perspective, I imagine it looked like this. Okay, he's got it. Oh, okay, he's confident on it. Oh, he's just going extremely. F- he's just racing in a straight line, and then, <laughs> oh, and he has then no boom. idea what he's doing. Yeah, oh, he has no idea what's going on. Uh, so I just gunned it, gunned it, gunned it. Didn't know how to brake. Didn't know how to like maneuver my hand that I could then reach out and grab the brake. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I'm yeah. not confident enough to one handed. And I just hit a bump and I ate it so hard, and like the bike yeah. kind of landed on me. I remember the handlebar like hit me in the groin. Is a thing apparently like. I, th- when he brought me back, here's the thing. So, like, my parents take me out to Suffolk County. It's a little more ruralish than yeah. where we were living. And he takes us out. He's like, oh, I'm going to take the boys out to the field, show them the motorbike. So, imagine now he takes us out, and I come back all fucked up, like, oh, bleeding. God. And, like, oh, God. And he tells them what happened. And I think it was a little bit of a thing between, like, my mom and him. I'm sure. <laughs> and they want to take me to the hospital. They're like, no, I don't, he's okay. He's just bruised up. He's okay. Cut to two years later, and it's become almost a joke. Dude, put me on a bike again. <laughs> no, but you know what? I can't put it on him because at that age, I should have been like, I don't think I'm right for this. You know what I mean? I... And the same exact shit happened. <laughs> the same exact, and I'm talking about straight line, gunning it, lose control, eat it, go back, and my mom's just like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> but Uncle Joe, I appreciate that. I've had some great times with Joe. I, I shot a rifle with him. That's where my shooting experience. See, I... um. I will say this is is that now that I'm older, so when I when I was growing up, I uh, I've talked about this too too many times on this podcast, but I was in a racing family. Yes. 
and we raced go-karts on uh on asphalt tracks okay. family motto i'll die before i go back what <laughs> i said family motto i'll die before i go back um Vindies i think the i think my fears. my dad would like the family motto to be i won't spin out on the furthest <laughs> corner <laughs> Which is what I did all the time. You would spin out on which corner? I would spin out on the furthest corner because then he would have to come run get the my farthest. Ass. Oh, that's he would have so to funny. go all the way out to get me, and then he would have to come all the way back to get. If you're gonna, yeah, if you're gonna spin out, can you just uh, do it near? Could where you do I it am? near where I am? Yeah. Uh, there was one track in particular where I was racing where I just would spin out on the furthest, furthest corner away from him, and he would always have to come get me, and he was so pissed off. He's still pissed off about it to this day. That's so funny. He brings it up every once in a while. <laughs> but uh, sorry, Dad. Uh, well, I apologize, but at the same time, I'm like, I shouldn't have been racing. <laughs> but uh, but I was racing go-karts, and I will say this is, is that I was always afraid. You're a little kid. You're like two inches off the ground, and you can go up to like 50 miles an hour. Yeah. It's it's insanely dangerous. Um, it's really fun if you're having a good time. When you know that if you screw up, your dad is going to yell at you, Dude, it's little, no Im- longer fun. Imagining like 13-year-old Steven just white-knuckling a go-kart, not because he wants yeah. to win, but because he's like, I don't want dad to yell at me. No, no, no. But it's also just like, you're just like, ah, for like, for like 25 laps, you're like, ah, yeah. but you're 10. Ah. Ah. No, um, I... I didn't enjoy racing because it was just like uh, my anxiety couldn't handle it. Yeah. But getting older, doing things like riding uh, scooters and riding um, riding the moped that I have and like wanting to uh, to to get a motorcycle license and stuff like that. I've looked back on it. and I'm like, you know, if we had done like dirt biking, I would have loved it. Yeah. I just couldn't get my head around wanting to drive the car on the asphalt stuff. But you put me on a bike, and I liked BMX when I was a kid, and I liked like riding road bikes on and stuff like that, and I liked all of those things. And I think that had I done dirt biking, I would still be like a dirt bike guy. Yeah. I think I would be big into it. No podcast? The Dirt Bike Book Club? I would probably have a dirt bike podcast. Dirt bike podcast? We're going to talk about fox racing. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Anything else? I think it's time to wrap. Yeah, I think it's time to wrap up. We, Any uh, final thoughts? No, I mean, this is what I will say. Is, oh, hold is, on. We never even did it because it was so obvious. It. But this is the first time we've had one in a while, I feel like. Uh, I haven't said don't stream it in a minute, but don't stream this movie. Yeah. It's not I even would worth say, a bad watch. I would say don't stream this movie. I will say this is that, like, it's, if I could figure out who this movie was for. Yeah. Because that's the thing. Sometimes you watch a movie and it's like, listen, don't stream it, but if it's up your alley, you will enjoy it. That's the thing. This is not, it's like, who do you recommend this to? This is the thing. This is not a poorly made movie. No, it's not. It's not for me, so I'm going to say don't stream it. But what I'm also going to say is, is I don't know who it's for. Yeah, I don't if, know. If I was just like, oh, this is for like an avid hunter, this is for an outdoors mini type, this is for just not my demo, I would understand that. But I can't even figure out who the demo is. I'll try. I'll try. This is the last thing I'll say. Is this movie is for like the 19 to 22 year old hunter who's still kind of religious and he doesn't cuss, you know what I mean? And he's a little proper and he doesn't really, you know. But even then, he's going to get to that fucking gangbang scene and be like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, that's the thing. It's uh, Once you add those things in, you're like, dude. what? 
if that if that scene was replaced with him just showing like three Polaroids of like a woman by herself just taking sexy selfies or whatever, yeah, totally fine, totally, totally fine. fine. Five black di- again, again. I don't know. It sounds worse when we say black dudes for some reason, but that's what they said in the film. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like just because your wife enjoys the race getting- of the people doesn't matter. It's the fact that you're showing Polaroids that you're holding on to that you have twenty of to yeah. a child that is twelve. That's weird. Yeah. Don't stream this movie. Yeah, don't stream this movie. It's not. It's not good. Everybody say goodbye. 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 Hey, Dennis, you want to go hunting? Yeah.